this video, we're going to cover all of the FinSuite stuff. So you've downloaded the extension. We are going to figure out the clonable, and then we are going to start going through the docs. Does that sound good? Got some learning to do. Yes. All right. We're going to switch screens. So this is still your, this is your screen. So we're going to download their clonable. So if you go up to the showcase tab in the very top of the browser. So this is where you can search for every other designer's clonable. So you'll see the tab on the right, on the right side right there, where it says all sites are clonable, middle right. All there sites you go. Yeah. So if you click clonable. So, yeah. so then these are all sites that you could clone that people have built and then left open for other people to come in and copy. So in the search tab, we're going to specifically look for the, so it's client dash first clonable. So if you want to search for that. All right. And there it is. It's the very first one. So you can just click into it. All right, so you'll see a couple settings. So there's the open live site, the open in Webflow, and clone project. So what we're going to do is clone the project. And this now will add it to your dashboard. So if you can create the project, and then you can name it. All right, so now this is our same designer browser. Um, actually, do you want to hit Command minus just once so we can just zoom back out a little bit? Okay, so this is the home page. So you can grab that page wrapper and delete it. Actually, open it up real quick. Just open the page wrapper. Grab that global styles thing and drag it all the way up to the body or right underneath the body. Yep. And then delete the page wrapper. All right, so if you go up to the pages on the, the tabs where you switch between pages where it says page home. All right, so right now you'll notice there are two pages on here. So this is the home page where we'll build the website. And then there's the style guide. So if you want to click to the style guide. So this is the back end that we were talking about where you will, when you first start a project, this is the first thing you'll tackle. You'll come in and set what font you're using, what header sizes you're wanting. If you scroll down, you can look at some different stuff in here. So this is your, all your H1s through H6. Uh, additional heading classes, how you want your text to look. You can keep scrolling down. So most of these classes in here are classes we will learn about in the client first. So all the different text classes, there's all name stuff. So they've already pre-set up a set of social media icons then to use by default. 
you can use some of those or you can bring in your own that sometimes is just for sizing. So this is just the bare minimum template. When you're coming in and setting up the style guide, you might want a different set of icons and you can bring them in. So that's this. Let's switch over now to the client first instructional. Okay. All right. So if you just want to start working through this, we'll see how it, how we end up recording this or whatever, putting it out. So if you just want to start, you can read through to yourself. And then anytime you have questions, just let me know. So we'll want to start and watch the videos and just start at the very top and we'll work our way down. And when you have questions, let me know. All right. Sounds good. <clears throat> All right, so there are, I guess, as you're probably reading, so there's three main styles of classes we're going to want to mainly learn, and that is your page structure, which is the first one, and we'll go and once, once we've gotten through the, that class, we'll go and actually implement that on our homepage. But so this is the kind of where we, we're talking about stacking divs. So each one of these is a div. So what we could do is if you want, we can, you can look at the top one and then you can go to the, actually, I think we'll wait till we get actually into struct or into classes to go implement that. So if you just want to finish scrolling down through this page, make sure you just are getting it. So just work through one at a time. So if I click on these blue boxes, will that take me somewhere or is that just more so for, just for that would copy it. If you clicked copy, you could then paste it into the styles panel. So you're looking at the, I'll just walk us through while we're here then. So you've got the page wrapper and that'll surround your whole page. And that's, you can drag everything over. The main wrapper is what will hold all of your section content. So what will go outside of the main wrapper is the footer, the navigator and the global style symbol that they already have in the project. The page padding gives you that two to 3% you know, when we tried to add some of the rem on the width, yeah. that's what the page padding does. They have it outside of the sections, but I actually put it inside the section. So we'll actually put the section first, because if you have one of the sections that's got an image that you want to go all the way, you don't want that to, you don't want that to over arc all of your sections. So we'll actually go page padding, main wrapper, section, and then inside the section, if we want that padding, we'll put that in there. And then we'll do the container. Okay. So that's your rough course structure. And then on typography. So when you have a text element open, you can, there's three different ways to, to add classes to that. So it goes either. So like you can see heading large. So if you're working on heading, you just type in heading large. There's ways to do color. So when we're in the, that style guide, anytime you add a new color, we'll create a class text dash color dash whatever the color is. And so whenever you're going into your styles panel, looking for the class, you can just type in, all right, I'm looking for a color for my text. So I'll go text color gray, text color white. And then anything where you're styling the text, it'll be text dash style. So bold, italics, crossed out. So it's, it's either text dash color, text dash style, and then you can go from there. Okay. All right. So for the spacing, there's a couple ways. So they, they actually, the way they set up their spacing is really clever. So you can either set margin, and, margin or padding. So you will say first what you want. So you either want the margin or the padding. Then you're going to say the direction. So you either want it top, bottom, vertical, horizontal. So vertical would be the top and bottom. 
or horizontal would do the sides. So all you do the first class is you just apply that first class. So if you wanted margin on top of something, you would apply margin dash top. Now that would not do anything. That is just a preset class to then add how much margin you want. So it's margin dash top plus a combo class of margin large or margin medium. Interesting. So, you, so the first one sets up the, what type of it, is it a margin or padding and what direction it does. So in there, how this actually works is it actually turns everything else into zeros. So when you say margin top, it automatically yeah. goes in and sets left and bottom to zero. And then you give the quantity for the top. So anytime you're doing margin or padding, it'll be two classes. So that's a combo class. Does that make sense? So when it's a combination, it's the, the others are zeros. Okay. All right. Interesting. So you have to use oh. both. So you, if you just type in margin top, it wouldn't do anything. It has to be margin top plus margin small, medium, or large, or extra large or something. All right. That'll take some getting used to. Some thinking getting used to. All right. Okay. So I believe... Here's why I think it's done like that. So when you have, let's say, a heading, okay, or a or an image, that div block becomes the name margin. If you had a class where it was margin 40 pixels or mar margin 60 pixels, you would have to go rename that div block every time. But now you're now I'm going to put margin on the top, and so you can name that div block the first class. And then when you're scrolling through your navigator, you'll know exactly what that margin's doing without having to reference the combo class. Because if it was just margin and then margin large, you wouldn't know where that margin is going. So the div block in the navigator becomes margin top or padding top. And so it really helps when you're going through a project to see what it looks like because it doesn't show the combo class in the navigator. So the actual, the div block itself is the margin top plus margin large? Yes. The actual div block is the margin. Wow, all right, okay. So you'll see how that works once we get into the project. Okay. All right, so you can keep scrolling down if you want. All right. Responsive visibility, that's cool. So you can, instead of having to go in and you're like, we had that hide option, like when you hide. So let's say you were gonna go create a custom nav bar. You're gonna have two nav. Instead of that little slider where we went and set where that the, the burger menu came up, it's very common when you're creating complex um, nav bars where it has drop down menus or sub menus to build two separate menus. So instead of manually going in and hiding one and showing the other, you just add a combo class of hide tablet. So if you type in hide tablet, it hides everything beneath the tablet. And if you uh, if you put show tablet, it'll show everything beneath the tablet. Okay. So that's how that works. Yeah, then you got your max width. That's if you can't do, if you're not just building like a container. So like you had a, an image or something and you wanted it a max width of whatever, max it width large or medium instead of uh, applying a padding. If you don't want that, you know, you're not naming the padding large or something. So that's how you would apply width. And I believe that is built in revs and automatically scales down. So when the other day when we went and did, you know, max width in percentages, 
this is one of their solutions to try this first because that is this is rem based so if you do max with medium large it they've already worked out the math on how it'll scale down so it's pretty cool okay. background color that's another one you'll set up in the style guide any type of color you'll use as a background whether it's for a section or um, just an inner div we'll just go up and create the background colors once in the style guide and that's how you access them okay a couple things we didn't talk about is the z index and that'll tell you if you've got multiple items so let's say you had three images let's see if i can do this one two and three you can set their z index higher and that's how close which one appears in front of the other so you could have the middle one appear over the other ones so you'll you use z, z index to determine how something comes okay. closer or further away. And then the, hit, the overflow hidden and some of the other stuff we've already talked about and that I'm not even sure we'll use. So if they talk on it later, we'll read into it, but I don't think we need to go over it now. All right, so the custom classes. So they use dashes to separate words. So anytime you have a word, you use a dash to separate it and you use an underscore when, so for example, you've got the home header component and then inside that is the home header content. You use an underscore between them. So it's always home header. So that way, when you're in that custom section of home header, or let's say we had a, a section that was home dash Nessie form, everything we put inside that is also home dash Nessie form. So that way, anytime you're in that section, all classes related to that section have the same prefix. So it's a dash to separate words. Underscore to separate components. And then, yeah, the bottom section doesn't really matter. So if you want, you can move on to the mindset. All right, so this is a lot of text. So this is a lot of reading now here. So if you just want to start reading through it, you can uh, zoom in if you want to make the text a little larger. And then I guess there is a two minute video, that little play icon near the top. All right, I would say, so depending on how much you want to go into it, do you want to go into a medium level, deep dive, very skip? Well, I'm not a intellectual studious learner. I like to, at best, skim read stuff. Sometimes a highlighter would help, but that might not be effective on screen. All right, let's go down to, on the left side, the tab. Go down to pre-written classes. Okay. Yeah, this is a good, important one for the structure. Okay. I'm assuming this is pretty important stuff of the whole stack versus combo classes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so because you are using global classes and you're stacking divs, every section, so when you make a section dash Nessie footer, that is a custom class. So any changes you make to that won't apply to any of the other sections. So this is saying if you have all of these items you're going to add to that custom class, you should add it right off the bat. So if you had, let's say you were just going in and naming everything section, you now can't make any changes to it because it will affect every other section class. So you start off anytime you're going to make multiple changes, 
you make one custom class and just apply all of the changes to it. Because like it says right here, if you go to background absolute and then opacity low and then texture one, if you wanna change the opacity to high, you have to delete texture one, you have to delete opacity low, you have to reset it to opacity high, and then you can reset your texture. So every instead of just being able to have a custom class where you can now just go in the styles panel and change the opacity. So this section is talking about anytime you're making an element, let's say on your homepage, you create a contact form. You wouldn't necessarily name that home dash contact form because you will use it more places than just on the home page. So any sure. element that you're going to use on multiple pages, you make it a component. So it would be contact form and then you under, so it's contact form, header, contact form, button. And then you just name everything related to that contact form. Now, if it was, if you're building a custom contact form for the home page, you certainly can do home dash contact form. When you name something wrapper, you, that is directly holding the content. You don't want to be applying internal padding or margin to something that's a wrapper. You want that to hug exactly the content. So you would either put the margin or padding on its parent, parent element. So in, on the team list, whatever, you might apply the margin there. And then you do the headshot wrapper that literally might just be a div with the headshot. And this is obviously an image texture layer hover effect. Those all just sit inside the the wrapper. Okay.
in this section, the avoider, be careful using these. Um, sometimes, yeah, you don't want to name things grid or flex or whatever, because during the project, you might realize they need to change in responsive levels. So it might start out as a grid on your desktop, but by the time you're down to landscape, you realize, oh, it just needs to be a one straight down. So naming it grid or flex can get confusing, or you might end up changing it. You don't have to go back and rename the class. So one of the strategies they use for combo classes, so that complicated header thing we talked about, if you had four or five styles applied to something in one class, instead of redoing that class and changing one of the elements, most of the times when you do a custom combo class, you want to use is dash whatever. So that way, when you're going through that combo class is specific to that element. So when you're inside the website, and you have a, a global class called blue that sometimes you can apply that to backgrounds. You can apply it to text. You can apply it to a lot of things. If you have a class like that custom header and you've got that same class, but you're changing one of the things you can add that combo class and be like is opaque or is whatever. And that way that is specific to that item. or any add-on class is a class that was created uniquely. So that class can stand by itself. And a combo class is made on top of another class. So you would not use, so for example, that is opaque on that button or on that background. You're not, it's not just an opaque setting for everything. It's an opaque setting just for that button. And so you could only use that, you can only pull up that class when it's being applied to the class it was created after. Whereas an add-on class is, if you go and set in a, a class by itself is opaque, that's the very first class you're making, and then you go apply that 30% opacity to it, you can now apply that is opaque, or sorry, just plain opaque to anything because that class was built by itself. But if you go build that custom header and then add the is opaque, that can only be applied to that class because it was a combo class, not an add-on class. So for example, now if you type in is blue, is dash blue or yeah, is blue, doesn't matter. All right, then go style that blue, the background. Okay. Now delete both of the classes. So make sure it's applied, delete both. All right, delete both. Now type in is blue. Doesn't exist. No, you, you just created no, You just created that. 
So undo command Z, type it is blue without entering it. It does not exist, so it says create. So when you made that is blue, it was the second class applied. That is a combo class. You can't apply that to anything else. So you could now go make just a blue. So if you now backspace all the way and then type in blue and create, that is now a global add-on class because you can now apply blue to something else because it was the first one. If you now type in something else, it now is, is opaque. It, so if you type in is opaque now, you're gonna have to create this class. And then now you could go down and change the opacity if you wanted. Which I think near the bottom, near the very bottom. Oh, there's, yeah, yep. Okay, so delete that class now is opaque. Now we gotta first actually give the background a blue because we didn't make it, give it a color for the class. All right, now type in is opaque. Have to have the div selected. And there's an existing, oop, go back, actually go back real quick. Back up, back that up. All right, it says existing combo class. So that is opaque applies to it because it's a combo class for blue. So now if you click is opaque, it opaques it out. Now, if you do command E and add another div, yep, and then add a line center, And actually, if you want to drag that div outside the other block, div block, yep, that div block right there that you named the line center. Make it a sibling element. Yep, that's fine. All right, so now you, a line center you can give blue is blue because that is a combo class of that one. So what does that mean? Is a combo class? You created it after you created that class after the align wow. center class. It's in combination to another class. It can't be used on any other class because it was built on top yeah. of another class. So now, like, you, like right there, that phrase, I, I guess I don't even understand that phrase. What phrase? Is a comb is I, I created that class on top of another class. All right. Delete that is blue real quick. All right. Now add in just blue, type blue. All right, so that made the change to blue. If you go to the div block underneath it and delete those classes and try to type is blue, it won't work. So you have to create a new class. It doesn't exist. So what's the difference between is blue versus blue? So. When you made the class blue, that was the very first class in the selector. So like right now, when you type something in, that first word you type in is a global class because it was the first one you typed in. So as soon as you added a class, okay, so now type in any class, it doesn't matter. Okay, yep. So that is a global add-on class. 
any styles you make to this, you can apply to a different element because it was the first one in the navigator or in the, the styles thing, in the naming convention. Okay. If you now type in another one after that, it becomes a combo class. See, new combo class. Yep. So if you type something after the first class has already been applied, it's a combo class. Right. Yeah. So that means it can only be applied to this class. Okay. So that green, now whatever you put in on this, with the green, if you make it green, you cannot go to the blue box and type in green. You have to type in baby, whatever, baby blue first. Like that green class does not exist. All right, so here's how, there's three layers to it. Any class that it goes as the very first class, or it has to be the first class, is a global class. Okay, means it's the first type thing typed into the box. You can apply it to anything because it was made first. All right. All right. So if you've got, I'm trying to think of how you do this. All right. So if you've got five different types of food, you've got pizza and a bud skull too. You've got a pizza and a burger. Okay. Yeah. If you create a pizza and then you yeah. create a burger, all right, yeah. you can apply either of those to someone's dish. So someone's got an empty plate. You have an empty canvas. Yeah. Now, if you make a pizza and then you do a combo class of burger to it, it is now a pizza burger. Yeah. You cannot just take that burger out and put it on someone's plate on someone's plate. It has to go pizza burger. So that is a combo class. Because you created the pizza and then you added you chopped up the burger on top of the pizza. That's a combo class. Back back up one step. Uh, this is where uh, so you create a pizza mm-hmm. and you have a burger yep and if you're going to combine the two and somebody wants to order two things no they're only ordering one thing and they want to order one thing but you want to give them both two something combined you can combine it and make give them a burger pizza Yes. All right. So then you can't just give them a burger. You can, because that's a global class. You can give them just a burger and you can give them just a pizza, but you cannot give someone the, so when you make the pizza burger, the burger pizza, you are chopping up those pieces of burger and putting it on the pizza. You cannot now just go give someone chopped up burger. It doesn't exist because that was a combo class to the pizza. All right. Yes, I understand that much. But now, if you create two global classes, burger and pizza, you can do a global add-on class, and that's, all right, here's burger, here's a slice of pizza on top of it. That's a global add-on class. But both of those things have to be made individually. So you can go make the pizza, and you can go make the burger first, and those are global classes. Global classes can stack on top of each other and become a global add-on class. But a combo class is when you start grinding up the burger and put it on the pizza, that ground up burger can't be used as the first item anymore. The ground burger is not on the menu. Slow, slow down with the terminology for just a second. You have the glo- so you have the global. Yeah. Is the pizza and the burger. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then 
we did the then what happened to the the combo is is a either one with the other right the combo class either I, pizza or burger pizza yeah so you could have a burger with a slice of pizza in it mm-hmm. or a pizza with a ground up a ground up burger on it that's a combo class. And a better way of explaining it would have been saying, so the combo class, instead of grinding up the burger, a combo class is mushrooms. And if you apply mushrooms to burger, that's a combo class. So it's burger, mushrooms. Okay. But now if you go back to the pizza, because the mushrooms were a combo class of the burger, you have to go create a new combo class that's now pizza mushroom. You can't just pull mushroom down. However, if you also make a mushroom a global class, so you now say, all right, now we're going to serve pizza, we're going to serve burgers, and we're going to serve mushrooms, you can now put those mushrooms on either of the items because it's a global add-on class. But if you just add the mushrooms to the burger, you can't go back and add it to the pizza. You have to create a new class. So you could add mushrooms as a combo class to a burger yeah. before you've made it a global class. Yeah, so that's what you just did on the display. You made is blue before you went and made a blue global class. You just did that. And that's why when you typed in blue, nothing came up because you had made it a combo class, not a global class. But once some, you make something a global class, you can now add it on. So by typing, so a line sender was just something somebody else had already gone in and added. Yeah, that was on the, when you were on the, Yes, that's a global class that they talked about on one of the add-on class or the, so, in the so little I display. I think somebody, somebody on uh, FinSuite already added as a global class. All right, so this is starting to make a little bit more, more sense for, to me, or quite a bit more sense. All right, so if you want to start, we can go back to the, the website, and we can add the page wrapper. So we want to delete the Align Center and our baby blue weird classes we added. So leave that one. See, how do I how do I rename these? So that is the class. The class is the name. Oh, over here. Yep. We do dot page wrapper. I don't think so. I think it's just page, maybe dash wrapper. It's already in there. These are all. Yep, there it is. So make sure you grab the existing one. Did I do that? I don't know. I didn't see. I guess I hit enter. So. Well, delete it. Yeah, go back, delete it, and do page wrapper. So then just click on it. And you can use the down key, I think, when you're typing to grab stuff. All right, so now you can add your next one. So can I hear, can I do, I can already do, do I want to already do, or do I want to just add div blocks? Do what? Sorry. Do I want to add like the section one or was this where I don't want to choose? the pre-formatted? Yeah. So we never, yeah, we never use the pre-formatted, but you're all, you need to, 
yeah, just a div block you need to do. So first is the main wrapper. So div block, so page wrapper, main wrapper, and then you can delete that div block right there. That's not an inside one. Um, I would bring in the nav and throw that above the page wrapper, not in it. All right, then you can drag the global styles down right above the nav bar. Right above the nav bar? Yep, perfect. All right, so the, in our main wrapper, this is now where we add divs and name them section, whatever. So if we don't have a strategy yet, do we just leave them section something a main or? Yeah, yeah, you could do for, if you've got any ideas you want, you can do main and then you can. So what I would just do, I'd grab the section main and I would hit command C on it and then just paste it several times. And then that's fine for now. We can go in and change those later. Oh, actually, sorry, delete all those. Sorry, delete all of those except for the first one. Um, inside, we wanna add the other stuff. So we wanna add the page padding and then the container size. So we wanna add div blocks, oops. Yep. So we want to call this a container. Page padding. Page dash padding. And then inside the next one, we'll want to do container. And I think I would probably just do container large. I believe that class already exists. Call this container large. Okay. Boom. And so now you can copy paste that section over and over. Okay. All right. And then the last one we'll do is we can do a footer, which I don't think a template or a thing exists for that. So what I would just do is grab another div and call it footer. And so that we want to be in the, let's see. We want to be in where in the main wrapper. Nope, we want to be right outside of the main wrapper. So I would close all, I'd do that little spring, the close all the tabs, collapse all, and then open the, just the page wrapper to start. Yep, and then right in there, that'll go at the bottom. Okay, is there a footer? No, so just type panel. in a div, yeah, and we'll make a footer later. Okay. And then we're gonna call this footer? Yep. Footer. Oh. All right, so this rough section, this whole thing, this now page wrapper, I was building a 10 page website, I would make this a symbol. Because what you can do then is paste this symbol and then just unlink it, which means you can change stuff. Okay. But we don't need to for this example right now, because we'll make symbols out of the other stuff we need. All right, so now you can go back to the instructional. Okay. So if you'll notice, there's an A rating in the bottom. Yep. 
that shows you how accessible that font is based on the background. So if you change it to near white, that's opacity, well, I guess the other word too. But yeah, if you change it to near white, it'll tell you at what point it's gonna be hard for someone to view it. So we always wanna be in the A or double A AA or triple A settings. So that's an important thing just to remember is, but that's really cool that Webflow has built that in to help you see the color stuff. A couple other things it talks about is making sure everything's named properly, like the images and stuff. And that's why they use REMS. That's another thing for accessibility. If somebody's hard of seeing, if you set a, a header to 16 pixels, it will stay 16 pixels. If you set it to one REM and they in their backend settings set that say every regular pixel is two pixels, your screen, your, your heading will come up twice as big. Yeah. So that's pretty much the rest of the accessibility thing. And then the other two tabs are really just nothing related to what we'll be doing. So that is the overview of ThinSuite. Um, the nice thing is this resource does exist. So if we need to come back and you know check some of the documentation check some of the naming stuff we can come in and do that but really so now you've learned how you set up the style or sorry the the structure of the website and hopefully we can dive into understanding classes combo classes which really helps with naming stuff so really at this point we just need to i think what we'll do is we're going to come up with some design elements that we're going to want to do start getting assets figure out the font figure out what are the sections going to be and we'll go and put all that together maybe that'll be our next video and then the following video will start implementing it.